Welcome to Radiant Alchemy with Sakara Ray. Take a little break and join me for a short little while while we contemplate ways that we can make our lives easier and more joyful and live more authentically in our life's purpose. Let's get started. Well, good morning, my dear ones. I hope you are ready to manifest and create on this wondrous day of the full moon. You know how much I love the full moons and you know how much I love the metaphors of nature. Um, So I really hope you find some time today to sit and create and contemplate and manifest. And what I really love about the symbolism of the full moon is that it truly is the end of a lunar cycle and then the beginning of a new cycle. And so this is a time when we can sit and just notice and clarify parts of what I would deem to be our shadow selves. The parts of ourselves that are maybe less desirable or aren't really serving our greatest good. And we all have them, and there's no point in pretending that we don't. And we don't need to judge it. Um, We don't need to redirect it. We don't need to analyze why. But I would like for you to sit maybe just for about 10 seconds here and just contemplate maybe two or three things. The first two or three things that come to mind um, that you would like to let go of. And I would really like for you to focus on yourself. We're not going to be looking at things externally like, you know, work or relationships or home improvements or things like that. Because if you listen to me, you know that The origin of all things, that seed that you need to plant, starts within yourself. So I'm talking about inhibiting patterns or behaviors, um, ways of thinking, personality traits. So maybe you're someone who lacks motivation or procrastinates. Maybe you are uh, short-tempered or manipulative. And I just want you to sit for about 10 seconds and just see what comes up for you. Just the first two or three things that come up. What you would deem your shadow self. Okay. And just remember that we all have these things. There's no one that is perfect. There's no one that is immune from... Um, you know, the dark side, so to speak. And now I would like you to spend a few seconds maybe thinking about your best qualities, your strengths. Maybe it's your ability to achieve things or that you're thorough or meticulous or maybe it's that you're kind or that you have, you know, the virtues of hope and faith. So let's just sit for about 10 seconds and and see what your best parts of yourself are, the things that you would really like to illuminate about yourself. Wonderful. And remember, dear ones, that, you know, these things both exist. They exist within us. They exist within nature. They exist everywhere. We don't have light without dark. We don't have heat without cold. We need both of those polarities. We need that sense of duality to understand 
what exactly the other one is. So actually the shadowy dark parts of ourselves help us to see what the best parts of ourselves are. And so on this full moon, I would love for you to uh, put yourself in a little cocoon, so to speak, sort of wrap yourself up and get ready to transform. So throughout the day, I would love for you to be thinking about how you can alchemize those shadowy parts of yourself and transform them into something beautiful so that when the full moon comes out tonight, you can feel like a brand new, gorgeous, colorful butterfly. And when you feel that way, then you know that you can manifest and create anything that you want. You can feel open to possibilities. You can be tapped into your strength. You can be connected to the source of your spirituality and your power and your wisdom. But it's really important to acknowledge those things of ourselves that we try not to see so that we can, um, you know, it's kind of like wiping the cobwebs out of the corners or you know, vacuuming up old dust or wiping out the fridge and getting those little bits of crumbs and gunk and goo out. You're, you're getting rid of all of that old stuff, all of the stuff that isn't really serving you and creating this clean slate for better possibilities. So what I would love for you to do while you're manifesting today and then for tomorrow and the next day and the next day is just something very simple. It's not necessarily always going to be easy, but it's very simple. I'm inviting you to choose joy. No matter what your day looks like, no matter what's going on in your life, I'm inviting you to choose joy. Let the sun shine in the sky and in your heart and in your soul. I am so blessed to have friends that demonstrate this for me all the time. And I have two very special women that are coming to mind right now. And I just want to um, give you sort of a very brief little biography of them. And I have not spoken to them and asked for their permission. So I, I hope that they are um, going to be okay when they... <laughs> When they hear this, but I'm, I'm using them today as sort of what we need to aspire to be. So I have um, one very de dear friend who did not have an easy childhood. Um, she lost her um, father at a very young age, very suddenly, and did not get along at all with... Uh, the man who ended up becoming her stepfather years later. And in fact, it became so, so bad that she um, chose to go live with a grandparent instead. And so there's a lot of trauma and a lot of sort of tumultuousness in her early years. And, you know, we know increasingly there there's more and more evidence and more and more studies that adverse childhood events like the death of a parent or, um, you know, a really messy divorce or even moving. It doesn't always have to be abuse or assault or a neglectful parent or, you know, drug abuse in the home. It, it can be something as simple, not as simple, that diminishes it, something 
like just moving out of state. So any adverse childhood event really predisposes people to, especially girls, to an increased rate of developing autoimmune diseases, becoming overweight, becoming promiscuous, becoming drug users, dropping out of high school. So when I look at my dear friend that lost her parent, did not connect to a point of extreme distress with a step-parent and opted to go live with another family member. She had the perfect recipe to become um, one of these statistics that I just mentioned and to become very bitter and to not feel safe in the world or to trust life. And friends, I'm here to tell you that this woman is one of the most splendid human beings on the planet. I don't think I know anyone other than my aunt who passed away, that laughs more than she does. She is, she is bubbles. She is effervescence. She is sparkles. She, she is stars in the night sky. She is rainbows and unicorns. She is amazing. I don't know that I've ever heard her complain. I don't know that I've ever heard her feel sorry for herself. I've never heard her blame, you know, her mother or um, feel like she got the short end of the stick. She just lives in this place of this is what happened in my childhood and my life is wonderful now. And she has a wonderful spouse and she has gorgeous children and she runs a successful business and when I look at her life, I, as far as I can tell, she literally has everything that she wants and needs in life. She has more friends, probably than my closest five friends and I combined have. She's just an amazing human being. And I look at her and every time I'm with her, I see that she chooses joy. She doesn't get caught up in the old movie reel of what her early life was like. She chooses joy every day and she is such such a vivacious person it's almost like the sun is beaming out of her pores she's just magnetic and it's because she chooses joy she chooses to be happy she chooses to be grateful and she chooses to be kind and she is such a wonderful teacher to me um such a wonderful teacher that we really don't need to feel sorry for ourselves. We all have something. And some of us have a lot of somethings. But we can still choose joy. And my other friend that I want to highlight um, had very different, but in my mind, equally traumatic uh, experiences. So we met in seventh grade. And I think they do things a little bit differently now. But when I was going to school in my early years, you went kindergarten through sixth grade. And then junior high was seventh and eighth grade. And then you had high school. So when you go to junior high, you're exposed to all of these new people because it's all of these schools coming together. Uh, and your circle of friends expands. And so I had met her in seventh grade. And uh, she sat with us at our lunch table sometimes. And she just was a very, even in seventh grade, she just was very calm she wasn't really gossipy. She was a good listener. Uh, she just was extremely grounded. 
and um, she also was very, very pregnant. And I think halfway through seventh grade, she, of course, disappeared because she went off to, you know, have the baby. And I did not see her again for several years. So I'm, I'm not super clear on all of her family dynamics, but what I do know is that she became pregnant at 12 uh, and had her baby at 13 and it was adopted out to a family and she um, had become pregnant to someone who was much older than her. I don't know the exact age difference, but I'm going to say that this person was at least 18, if not 20. So I think we can all see that there is a lot wrong with that situation. But even at 13, she was very clear that, you know, she did not, of course, intend to get pregnant, but that she knew what she was doing, that it was consensual, that she wanted to have a relationship with this person. And to this day, almost 30 years later, she still refuses to put any blame on the person that fathered that child. She's very clear that it was a consensual relationship. And I give her all the kudos in the world to that because I don't know that I would have the strength or the grace to um, give someone much older than me the past that she has given him. But she has always been clear that she is not a victim. And so I saw her again after high school. I think we were probably about 19. I ran into her out in a bowling alley and I hadn't seen her in years and she had a newborn, and he just was so precious, and I was so happy for her, uh, and as we were talking and reconnecting, I, you know, was very sad to, to learn that the father was not in the picture, and so here she was, you know, we're both 19, and she's now had her second baby, and she's keeping this baby, but she doesn't have a partner, um, but she was so happy just to have this child of her own that she got to keep, and then a few years later, she ended up getting married and uh, having a child. And I don't know exactly what went wrong, but the, you know, the marriage did not, did not last. And this child ended up having severe mental health issues. Um, and a few years later, she got married again and has another child. And they have been married for several years and this child has some uh, different impairments, more uh, physical limitations. But she's happy. She's happily married. She is connected to all of her children. But I look at her and I am just in awe because in her four different experiences of motherhood, in my mind, there's been tremendous heartache. She had a baby at 13 when most of us are having our first kisses and she had to give that baby away and she had a baby at 19 that she had to raise on her own and then she had another baby in a marriage that didn't work and this child turned out to be very mentally ill um, to the point that when when she remarried and had her other child they could not live in the same home because um, it was a danger to her youngest child um, and now finally she's in this wonderful, stable, loving marriage of many, many years with a child that has some physical impairments 
and there is not one ounce of bitterness in her body. There is no resentment. There is no uh, victimhood. There is no sense of feeling sorry for herself. There is no blaming. There is no wishing that things were different than they are. She loves all of her children and in fact is connected to um, her first child. They have a, a relationship which is wonderful. She harbors no resentment towards any of her former partners. She's just so, so happy and so grateful to be a mother to all of her children, despite all of their, you know, different um, paths in life and whatever obstacles there may be. She's so grateful for her children. She's so grateful for her husband. She's so grateful for her life. You know, she had to kind of walk a lot of really rocky paths to get to what we all would consider the ideal, the stable marriage, the loving home, um, that nice little family unit. But she has it, and she's never wavered in being grateful and choosing, choosing joy. And you could ask her point blank, she wouldn't change a thing. She would not go back and rewrite anything or make any different choices. She chooses joy always, the joy of her marriage, the joy of being a mother, the joy of being able to get through all of those obstacles and get to this place of stability and comfort. And she, she knocks me, <laughs> she, she knocks me off my feet all the time because I just, again, I would not have it in me to be that that gracious and that forgiving and she is such an amazing teacher and so girls if you're listening I hope I did not divulge too much information or you know give away your identities um, I'm highlighting you both because I love you so much and you inspire me every single day and I think we all can take a chapter from your books and decide to choose joy to not feel sorry for ourselves to not be bitter to not feel like victims or not feel like the things that are wrong in our lives are not our fault or because of someone else. We have a choice every day, every moment to choose joy and to be happy and grateful and fulfilled just in the experience of being alive with what we have and to hold on to that little spark, that little sprinkle of hope and to let that shine and inspire other people and so to wrap this up dear ones I want you to hold on to that little sparkle today use the full moon let go of the things that are not bringing you joy that are holding you back the things within yourself go back and listen to these stories again there are things that happened to both of these women that I feel um, on a lot of levels were beyond their control especially for certain times in their life and they've always owned their own states of mind you can do the same thing so bring up those dark parts see how you can transform them put yourself in a cocoon let the moonlight bathe you and then create the life that you want to have choose joy choose faith choose hope choose love choose optimism be unflappable Tune in to your own sacred, divine, mystical power. Choose joy. 
and make something wonderful happen for yourself. And please remember to give me your success story, always. There's nothing that makes me happier than success stories. All right, we will connect next week. Enjoy the full moon. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Sakara Ray and Sheeler or get in touch with me, please go to my website, www.sheeler.net, or send me an email at ray at sheeler.net. Hope to hear from you soon.